Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, this is Psychic Safety Brown coming to you today.
Well, and that's going back to Jesus. I mean, it's the parade. It's the celebration. That's what Easter really is. It's, you know, he suffered. He suffered really, really bad. And you know what's interesting about his physical suffering is, like, it's kind of like what we go through, like, every day. Do you know what I mean? Like, we have our version of suffering. Oh, yeah, we have our version of suffering, but every time I think about the suffering, Christ, I go back to Mel Gibson's movie, and, and, and that movie was about the most suffering I'd ever seen. In fact, when I was at the theater watching that back when it came out, there was a woman that, that cried through the entire damn movie. I mean, she she cried, I mean, literally was weeping. And when yeah. she was going through the stuff, she was, I mean, I'm like, what? And I keep thinking, you know, I've told you before, it was just a movie. This is not really happening. I mean, we understand that the, the concept was happening at some point, but um, but I have to give Mel Gibson his, his due on that one because when he showed, you know, the, the persecution of Jesus, he showed it in a way that it brought it home and not, like no other movie has done for me. That's right. So, That's right. And I think it's amazing that he was gifted enough to have that vision to present to the world. Like, I thought it was an amazing movie to identify with the suffering. Like, I never understood what the thorns on the head really meant. But if we go back did, to did the taxi conversation. Did you see that movie? Because if, if you, you're if being, you saw that movie, you're being, you're, you're, you're being, well, you're being sarcastic. You're being no, sarcastic. I'm being real. I think that movie gave you the, the suffering <laughs> of the thorns on the head like never yes. before. When you saw that, well, you're like, oh, I, I get it now. Yeah, when we talk about, uh, when you and I talked about the cactus in your backyard and and how painful that can be when you're trying to, like, rip it out, like, and if you think of, like, the cactus that you're trying to, like, get out of your ground and how those type of thorns was put on Jesus' head, are you kidding me? What was the purpose yeah. of that? What was the cruelty well, in that? What was the purpose of I don't get the purpose of, oh, I get it. It was his crown. I get it. It was his, well, because he, he was the king of the Jews. They were mocking him. They were mocking him, exactly. So they put they put this this crown of thorns on his head, you know, so this is this is your crown. And so they put it on him, although he was, he was jacking him up in so many ways, and you know, but yeah. it just shows how, you know, to me, it actually just shows how cruel humans are because we do that. We yeah. continue to do that to this day. We were cruel to each other, and we really shouldn't be. Don't yeah. be cruel. I mean, you know what? Life is short. But this is a cruel, cruel world, and there's a lot of cruel people running around in it. You know, but there are a lot of decent people, too, so I don't understand why the decent people haven't just taken over for the cruel people, but apparently mm-hmm. it's not happening. I Maybe agree. they have to be cruel too to take over. It's just no, take over no. and, and beat the cruel people to a pulp, and then you know, and just be nice to one another. What a concept! Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I watched. Uh, I went and saw the Fast and the Furious, of course, because that's what people like me do. And, <laughs> okay. And the end of the movie was this ten-minute love fest for Paul Walker, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I wouldn't want to ruin the movie for anybody. I'm not giving away any spoilers, but the last 10 minutes, they they do this going away thing for him. And, and it, it, it was actually, you know, it was nice. 
I mean, because it's sad mm. that the man died in the midst of making this movie. You know, they, they weren't finished. Although, mm-hmm. luckily, apparently they had filmed the majority of the scenes. They, they they didn't film them all, but they got most of it done. So, I guess what they mm-hmm. had filmed, they were, they were able to, you know, do filling things with it. And, you know, mm-hmm. in, in any Fast and the Furious, Fast and the Furious has gone from, what I was thinking about when I was watching it, is that when you go back to the first movie, it was kind of a low-budget kind of car movie, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now it's just mega budget because they know they're they're printing money when they make this movie. You know when they want to. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much money the movie is made. You know because of the weekend. This is only Saturday, so. But by the end of the weekend, this movie is going to make a lot of money. I was in a, a yeah. early matinee on Friday, and it was fairly packed. And well, they're, I was, they're I expecting it. They're expecting it to go through the roof. They are expecting it to go through the roof, and, and uh, they're probably going to get their wish. And, mm-hmm. you know, and to the point that they're literally printing money by making this movie. And I actually read an article, that uh, a side article, talking about how uh, John Singleton, because he was one of the early directors of, in, the, in the series, had got, you know, Jeru was in the first one, right? And so they were trying to get him to re-signed for, for one of the earlier, you know, like two or three or one of those, and mm-hmm. Jeru, you know, like, he didn't want to, he, he didn't cooperate, so John Singleton went out and got uh, Ludacris, and Ludacris has, has been in the last, what, four of them? That's right. And mm-hmm. I know every one of the actors in this stuff is thinking, man, Eric, we are printing money. This is just <laughs> you can't right. get any better than it that. is. They're printing their you own know, money. That's how much money they're yes. making. Yes, yes, and 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 that brings me back to Jerome, who's an idiot. Well, I mean, you know what? He made a bad decision that day. Well, I'm sure if he had to do it that's over right. again, he would that's right. That's right. He made a bad decision. Like, get out of your ego. He had no idea was going to turn into this. Well, but because that's he was, where he was actually. But that's where you get yeah. out of your ego. You're still going to make money. Regardless, get out of your oh, ego. Were, do a it's, job. It's not like, yeah, it's not like they they weren't offering you know a a, a good nominal wage to do the part. He just no. I think doing, I think he wanted a better it. role. I think he wanted more presence. The way I see it. Well, you know what, and and I'm sure mm-hmm. Louis Chris is laughing all the way to the bank because he had this bit of a role, and you know it. And he doesn't have all the things, but it's it's enough to, to where it pays. I'm sure every actor in that movie is, is living a good life based on Absolutely. how this movie is received. Because again, when this when, yeah. when this franchise started, it was a low budget mm-hmm. car movie, and now it's a big summer blockbuster. I mean, that's the that's level right. that it's at now. And right. just the the number of cars they destroy in the making of this. It's just, over mm-hmm. the top, but you know, but they they make so much money on these movies, these movies, and and all the actors are doing well. That's why you look at Paul Walker like, why did you get into that car, man? Because don't you know, <laughs> it's why would you risk your life? Well, well, yeah, but coming from a metaphysical place, it's it's one of those it's one of those decisions where it's just time, Malcolm. You know, it's it's, 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 time, it's what time to die. It's just, what time. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Okay. 
Exactly. Well, you, you know, that is what you're saying. It's time, it's time to yes. die. <laughs> yes. It's one oh, of those okay. decisions. Yeah. It's, it's one of those decisions from a metaphysical place. This is my world, okay? So it doesn't, my world doesn't always make sense. But remember the book right. that I gave you, and that book helps you to understand, like, why Paul Walker would take a choice like this. Because sometimes the choice is not his choice, if that makes any sense. Sometimes it's a knowing, and it's just over. The journey just ends for some people. Okay. And so um, in, a, in a weird kind of way, you just kind of have to get in. It's a, it's a weird thing that happens. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like all the people that got onto that plane that went down in a Swiss Alps. What about them? I'm sure none of them thought that that was going to happen. Yes, it's true, and yet there's a knowing. There's a knowing. You like think the people who got on that plane had a had oh there was a knowing. Oh my god! Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. See, yeah, I'm thinking a... that, the only person who knew was the crazy co-pilot. <laughs> he had a knowing. He knew he was going to crash the plane. He just was waiting for his moment. <laughs> He's like, "Let me get the pilot out of the cockpit." And I'll lock the door because that is, a, uh, unfortunately, in our society, after 9-11, that's available to the pilots. We can lock this door and nobody can break in. Now, you do but, know that they took his computer and discovered that he was doing some research. Yes. So I do know that. He didn't even, he didn't make the decision even that day. He had planned the decision. <laughs> That's my point. The only person who knew on that day that the plane crash <laughs> was him because he had planned it out. He knew he was going to do that. Surprise, surprise, surprise. In a metaphysical sense, Malcolm, there is a way that we order our steps to the end. Yeah, so, and it's okay. just so, designed. It's just so, designed. It's hard to explain, so I don't, you know, like, it's hard to explain, uh, but there's uh, still a knowing. So, so me trying to understand what you're saying, you're saying that uh, regardless of what we know, somewhere secretly in our brains, we kind of know, well, this is it, this is it, and yes. it's over. Yes, because, Malcolm... There's an oh god. There's an education that we all receive prior to coming into our mommy's wombs. Okay. There's a pampering. There's a nurturing, and you have choices. Don't get me wrong. There's you know when you come down, you have the opportunity to live the direction that was given to you in heaven prior to coming through you know life, and then you have your free will, which is the problem that humans have between good and bad, good and evil. So, and if you free choose, will, yeah. free will, and free will is really, really important. However, oh, it, it doesn't negate. Part. I say it plays a huge part. It doesn't plays negate. plays a that. huge part. But it doesn't negate the end of the road. All righty. Well, um, and, and I can't argue this with you because um, I'll give you a good example. But I'll give you a good example. A plane went down locally somewhere, and everybody on the plane died except a except a little girl. Okay. 
you see what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, that, actually, I well, don't. That... So the point, the point here. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody so dies except the little girl. Right. That was everybody okay. else's destiny. She was not supposed to die. Her journey has truly just begun, or she was given a second chance at life for whatever so, reason. So you really got this 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 God predestination thing kind of in your head. Predestination. Well, our steps are ordered by God before we get here. We just don't, you know. There, that actually takes free will out of it, doesn't it? Because, because it's kind of no matter what you do, when it comes to this day, it's already over. It's already predestined for you to be there, right? It can't. Yes, in a weird kind. Yes, it's it, like okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. It, it, but it cool. doesn't really take free will out of it. It is it, what manifests in your life is the good that you provide. If you don't provide the good, you know, and how you live your life, that's your choice. But the destination and the longevity, that's predestined. That's Does that deep. make sense? No, I mean, I, I actually, you know, back when I was in college, I took a class, uh, a religious studies class, and this was one of the subjects of, you know, a couple of the lectures. So, um, you know, and it actually had changed my way of thinking on life a little bit because, you know, but the other part of that is the, the free will part of it to me because you, we have free will, and so... Yeah. When I walk out my door, I could choose to turn left, I could choose to turn right, you know, and right now I don't know which way I would choose, but if I, you know, if I did walk out, depending on which way I chose, different things will happen, right? True, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you will die because you choose left or right. You know how sometimes you're like... you could. You could die because you choose left or right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because you choose, you turn one way and... You walk into the middle of a drive-by shooting, you get shot in the head, it's over for you, right? You could get compromised. Not everyone has to die. If it's if it's destined well, for you to die, then you die. But it's not necessarily so. I mean, now, what did I give you that book for if you don't, like, get it? I mean, oh, that, no, no, that was a great you book. make I you just frustrate me I, sometimes. I didn't get that from that book. I got a lot yes, of the you did. It, it, it no, 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 no. <laughs> Go back and read the book. You got that. What I'm telling you, you got from that book. Not, Period. Well, yes and no. Okay, but here's the here's the other part of that. Um, while I believe everything I read, no, I don't. Uh, but it's, no, you I, don't. I also I, I question everything too. So. Well, that was a good book, and it, it offered up it offered up a great explanation of things. Um, I don't necessarily buy it word for word, you know. You know what I'm saying? I'm like like I read the Bible, and I don't buy the Bible word for word, you know. I just but you're not supposed to buy it word for word. Oh, but some people do. <laughs> well, that's not the point. Some people are crazy. You, you, Malcolm, you know better not to. I heard to the Bible word and word. You heard to the Bible word and word. You're crazy. You're gonna you're gonna go bonkers. Oh, there's a lot of crazy people there. <laughs> I, okay. I know. I, I know. What? It's funny because I was mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, we were talking about biblical matters 
And I was telling her about my mom. You know, so my mom is, is very well versed in the church. And she she looked at me and she said, well, does your mom know what you believe? Because, you know, she was, basically she was alluding to that I'm a little crazy. And and I said, no, yeah. me and my mom talk about this. And see, but, but, the, see, but the, my mom is a non-judgmental Christian, right? Very yeah. non-judgmental. So yeah. when we talk about yeah. these things, she just wants to know that you're you're aware and interested. She doesn't. She's not going to try to dictate your steps in this. That's and she right. didn't dictate my steps in it. You know, which is why I right. read the Bible a couple of times because it's because of my mom. You know, she she led me down this path. So I do have an interest. But see, my interest also is a lot of other areas as well. So I read a lot of which things. it should and, be. Yeah. And and. Thankfully, I've been blessed to to been exposed to a lot of stuff, and I've learned a lot of stuff. So, but I don't have That's this right. one, one static fixed way of looking at things. And so, you know, my, my and Christian you shouldn't. Friend, well, yeah, but see, but see, a lot of Christians are, are very, very fixed one direction, right? And which I, I don't say that saying Christians as a bad thing. I just say, you know, some people are a little more uh, myopic in the way they look at it, right? I tend to look at it in a lot of different ways, and you know, and that's why I don't judge any. I don't, I don't shit on anybody's religion. I don't judge anybody based on their religion because we're all walking, a, you know, our the path that's set for us. And you know, and just because your path is not my path doesn't mean that your path is invalid. Yeah, if that makes right. any sense. So, well, I mean, seriously, other people don't feel that way. <laughs> I'm a psychic, so I'm way out the box of everyone else's core beliefs, and yet I'm still a Christian, you know. And I know some so. people who would think that who would tell you that that's, that they don't go hand in hand. And see, I wouldn't tell you that it doesn't, because what you're doing is is, is how you see fit, Tracy. I, I wouldn't tell you that you're not doing the right thing. You know, it might yeah, not be right for I'm everybody, not. but it, as long as it's right for you. Doing it, yeah, you but know. you know what? You know what? You know what's odd about what you're saying right now. This is what I discovered from Bible study. The, um, when I started attending Bible study, the timing of it was absolutely perfect because each week they accidentally talked about um, uh, persons in the Bible that predicted the future. Each week. Really. Yes. One in particular, she only showed up once. Uh, her name was Anna, and she only showed predicted up once the in the Bible. Predicted the future in what way? Oh, my God, Malcolm. Oh, wait, oh, what are you saying? Malcolm, there, I, well, there, there. It's there. a question. That was a simple question. <laughs> I just asked the question, and predicted in what way? What way? That they Don't predicted. Because <laughs> you always make me like prove it. Oh, you're so frustrating. I just I thought it was a simple question. In what way? <laughs> like predicted the future for certain kings. Like predicted that there would be seven years of famine in one part of the Bible. Uh, then there oh, was yes. this. Uh... Well, that's my point. And the, by accident, by accident, at the moment that I started. Bible study by accident as an invite. The timing was perfect because every single week, for like six weeks, they talked about persons in the Bible that predicted the future. 
All righty. Um. And Anne is my favorite because I finally said something. So in the in the um, study, and I was like, wait, what, what? Like, I couldn't understand, like, what? Like that each week. It's like, what? And then finally they brought up this woman, Anna, and I think Anna is a part of the New Testament on top of that. Some of the other people have been in the Old Testament, but I think she was in the New Testament. And then I finally said something, you know, to the moderator of the study. And so we've had conversations since then about Anna being a, a prophet. And so this is good. <laughs> in any case, how did we get there, Malcolm? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> we just got there, and um, I'm never sure how we but, get out the places we get. So. <laughs> I know. But um, Desi put, <laughs> Desi stated, whenever we talk about metaphysical, you get confused. Who? Me? She's right. Oh, my God. I, yes, I, Malcolm, I get you. confused. Oh, I, my God, do you know who you are? I get confused. <laughs> I don't think I get confused, but okay. <laughs> I, have, I have some, my own set of opinions, but I don't think I get confused about them. I, that, they have the same opinions all the time. So. No, wait, let me put the right confused. wording. No, Malcolm. Please no, change listen. the wording. <laughs> no, no, I didn't change the wording. Desi put, laugh out loud, Malcolm seems so lost when talking about the metaphysics. Oh, the metaphysics, you're talking about the psychic stuff? Yeah. Is that, oh, well, yeah, I am lost. I have no, I, I have no foot in that, that world. I'm <laughs> but every time I try and teach you, you don't sit back and receive. You are, like, pushing back at me. Like, sit back and receive. Have at it. Just, just, just let go. Sit back Malcolm. and receive. <laughs> Let go, let go. <laughs> like a hippie. <laughs> just let go. Like a what? Like a what? A hippie. A hippie. You a know hippie. the hippies in the 60s? Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't like hippies? No, they're too dirty. Not necessarily. <laughs> I don't care. I, I see long, unwashed hair. Dirty. I'm sure all hippies weren't dirty, but... I don't know. I'm just saying that my perception, but I don't like hippies. I'm glad that era passed. Okay. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm, go back and read that book. I think you'll have more. I will. I, I, I will. I actually referenced that book to several people. You know, it's, 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 it's I know a you good have. book. It's a so, good, good book, yeah. It's a good book. People should read it. Um, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not even going to try to pretend like I know the name of it. Um, I'd have to look at it because that's how I roll. And, <laughs> and it's okay. You you have other things that you roll well with, but it's called Embraced by the Light. Embraced by the Light, yes, yeah, that book, yeah, because it's down in my bookcase. And, and, and uh-huh. It's a, it's and a great book. I mean, literally great book. <laughs> Really, a great book. And the only reason I'm saying go back and read it is because you'll get to that part of the understanding where the, like, the reason why people are predestined to die 
and and there are reasons behind it. Not that it's a, I'm not a fan of death. You know, death is hard, so I'm not a fan of it. But I am at a place of understanding that there's a bigger core issue going on um, so, in but, terms but of someone on, having to leave. But, okay, so based on that book, you know, and we started off with Paul Walker on that. So, so yeah. you think Paul Walker had done all that he was supposed to, and it, you know, and it was his time. In somewhere, yeah. it was written that him and this this other guy would get into this yeah. Porsche, this high high speed Porsche, and the dude would, yeah. you know, basically drive it in a, in a manner that was probably not the best way to drive it on that particular day yeah. in those particular conditions. Because the problem it was, was a bright cars, sunny day, Malcolm. Malcolm, it was a bright well, sunny day. Oh, I know what see, but when I say those conditions, because the road they're driving on, because it's up near Santa Clarita where they were at, right? Yeah. And I, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who lives right in that neighborhood. And she was telling me, it's like, she didn't understand why the, why the road, why they were going that fast in that area. And I'm like, yeah, but see these high-performance cars like that, they're built so low to the ground, they hug the road. And so you can take high-speed turns and it not be a problem. But the problem in that area is that they have these little, they're not speed bumps, but they have these little reflectors built into the road, right? Okay. And a, a car like that, hitting one of those reflectors, would cause it to be completely unstable, which is what happened. It hit it, spun out of control, crashed into the thing. They got, you know, from from all reports, they died prior to burning up, but they did burn up as well. So, uh, bad way to go. So, but, but the predestined part that you're saying is that some, somewhere that was set up for that was going to happen regardless. Yes. That's too bad because that's a heck of a way to go, and I'm, you know, I'm such, you know, here, the older I get, the scarier I get. So I wouldn't even have gotten up. If, if the guy had said, hey, let's go for a ride, it would be, I would be hesitant. You know, and I have a, okay, and I'll take this back. I have a friend that has a a, a, a high-end Corvette, right, and has offered on several, hey, I'm going to take you for a drive. And I've been like, okay, but in my mind, I'm like, Hell no, I'm not getting that That's right. Not, I'm cool with not trying to kill myself. So, but here's uh, the thing: when I say it was predestined, Paul Walker used to say, uh, "He said, so, I'm of course I'm paraphrasing, guys, so don't go verbatim, but he said something like." You know, he could see himself dying in a car crash, like something like that. He well, had way he was, prior. He liked to he liked to play in high speed cars. He that was one of one of the things he liked to do. He liked to drive fast. That's why he was perfect for the franchise. I mean, because th- those guys like to do that kind of stuff. And but not you know, everybody. Everybody who's you know Indy five hundred, Malcolm, is not speaking out loud saying, I'm going to die this way, but Paul Walker did. And the reason why I'm saying that is not because he had a love for uh, writing fast, because innately died. He, he knew that this is, the, this is the way he was going to die. He may not have understood when exactly, but he knew. You know? Wow. Well, you know, it's, you know the, uh, another interesting part of that movie is that they they do mm-hmm. play on that um, how he was you know this lover of Steve but then you know of course he was 
in the movie, you know, if you if anybody who watched the last movie, this is not giving away any plot points, but uh, in the last movie, him and his on-screen wife were having a baby. So in this movie, he has the baby, and you know, it's, it's he's having to play a father that's a little more responsible. And, wow. You know, it, it, they showed that, but he still had that desire to get in these fast cars and dodge bullets and do all that other stuff. So, you know, maybe which is pretty much him. Apparently. Well, the, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, from my from a metaphysical presence, right? There's a sense of him knowing. Wow. And well, so, that, when you think of it that way, that. it's kind of. It's kind of like you can pull back from the energy, maybe not be so sad because there's a sense of that he knew he was going to die this way. And by the way, kind of die young. I don't, you know, there was something else where he didn't quite say, you know, I see myself dying at 80 in a car crash. No, he kind of felt it was going to be in a vibrancy of his, you know, of his life. He was, you know, early 40s. So. Yeah, no, I, actually, I don't think he was quite 40. <laughs> he didn't make really? it there. So. Wow. Um, he was a relatively young guy, and, and you know, and the sad part is that, you know, he did have a daughter. And, mm. He did. You know, and to, you know, to leave your, your child without a parent, um, I mean, some people have no choice on dying. You know, they, they get cancer, they die, you know, or they Something happens to them. They're, they're in that. They're in a plane with a crazy pilot, and they die. Right? That happens. Yeah. But yes. to get in the car, and you nor the driver had any intention on dying. You weren't struck yes. by it. It was just. It was a freak accident, and you know. But it was basically the actions of the driver caused the accident, and, and um, it was just too bad. I mean, yeah. because had they been a little more responsible and. Not driven at those speeds. Just those not conditions. get in. And it was a, oh, it was a residential neighborhood. On top of everything, oh. it wasn't a place to drag race, to be honest with you. Well, it's a curvy street. Like I said, it's up in Santa Clarita. Right. And Santa Clarita right. is a residential place, but they were kind of in a business park area. So, you know, but yeah. but again, there's just, it was a, a street that's not, you're right, it's not a drag race street. In fact, it's not a straight street. So you're thinking drag race and I'm driving straight. They're going around curves and it's just yes and that's not funny and to be honest with you you know for walker fans out there there's a huge irresponsibility in doing that to be honest with you you know i know everyone's got this love for paul walker but there's a couple of things i want to bring up though like even his you know leaving his daughter behind to be honest with you for what i was told i could be wrong but for what i was told he kind of negated the daughter for a minute it was at the very last minute again with the knowing that he was going to die, that he he was like, come live with me. I don't know if there was issues with the mom, but even with the knowing oh, that I, he was going to yeah. die from a metaphysical place, he had some, you know, intimacy with his daughter so that before he died, she had a good experience with him and he had a good experience with her. But the timing of it, like there's no accident with the timing of it either. So and that's from a metaphysical was- sense. You're saying he he wasn't always in his daughter's life. That's what you're telling Absolutely me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, I, so everybody, I, see, I, have no, I have no knowledge. I of that, know. So I mean, okay. <laughs> now, like, I know. whenever I say something, you never just go, "Really, Tracy? Oh, and you never give it to me." If you say something, I always go, "Wow, uh, really, uh, now?" Okay, I'll, 
I, you I'm don't need say, to okay, have the knowledge of it say, for me to be right. I'm say, you are right. I'll, you're, I'm going to go with you, really. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Thank Sorry. you. Sorry. Uh, well, don't apologize. When I say I have no knowledge, I, that's, I'm, I'm just stating a fact. I, have no, I had no knowledge of that. Wow. And I'm not saying he was a deadbeat dad. Don't get me wrong. I think he was paying, you know, the mom. I'm not sure what the relationship was like between the mom. So I'm not trying to get in his in the dirt of all of that. But there was well, okay. there was a sense well, of neglect in the beginning. Well, let, let me ask you because I have again I have no knowledge in these areas. Let me state that before I say what I'm going to say. Were him and the mom ever married? You know, was this a a relationship or was this just a uh, they just ended up having a kid. I mean, because it could happen both ways. I'm not sure why that would even make a difference for him in his relationship with his kid, though. Well, okay, but I can see how it could, only because what happens is okay. some guys go out there and they have babies with a woman that they slept with one time. They don't know that chick from, from anybody. And and, mm-hmm. and the, the, the woman's pregnant. And the problems come on. I know you remember the Ray Peru thing back years ago, a football player from the Carolina Panthers who had this mm-hmm. woman, uh, uh, I think it's Sharika Adams, if I think her name. Sharika mm-hmm. Adams. I think that. So he had hired some dudes. Funny how you know her pregnant. full name. Huh? This, this it's just funny to me how you know her full name. name. These facts, they're just facts that stick in my head. So, but, um, <laughs> And I don't know why I couldn't explain it because there's other things that don't. Right. So he had hired these, these idiots to, you know, gun her down because he had gotten her pregnant. And, he, and his words to them were, you know, I can't have no no stripper having my baby. Okay, well, you shouldn't have oh. sex with a stripper if you didn't want her to have your oh. baby. And if you have sex with her, you sure probably wore a condom. That's I'm just saying. And, you know, it's the sad right. part is that idiot, that idiot is close to getting out of prison. So... Mm. That's a, and I hate to say unfortunate because I'm sure he spent a lot of time in prison. But you know, when you go down the list of fools that I've ever heard of, he's high on the list to me. He's a fool, a big old giant fool. You killed this girl because you got her pregnant. That just, you know, it, I hope when he was in jail, I hate to say it, but I hope somebody was beating on him on a regular basis to get to help him get his mind right. Cause I would think that, so. He killed that girl, and that child has been left. But anyway, I, I, I digress. I start thinking about him. <laughs> You're so loud. And it kind of pisses me off. But, but, but I, I hear what up, you're I saying. Brought, you're saying if it was a relationship. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes a difference. So, you know, when the baby does come, if if you don't if you don't try to have the girl killed, when the baby does come, I could have seen him not being an active dad in that child's life because, he didn't respect the woman. You know, he thought that she was some kind of gold digger. And, you know, it, the, the men have to take responsibility for their part in the, the act, right? So yes. if you have sex with a woman and you get her pregnant, that's not the woman's fault. That's all I'm saying. It's not her fault. you got to take responsibility for your part in the act. Mm-hmm. And he 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 never did. And, and, and so that's why I asked about Paul Walker because maybe it was a – uh, one of those baby mama things that he just decided. Well, that, I, that that's not my, more, that's not my responsibility. Because some guys do feel and like it, that. And it very like again like I don't know because by the I don't like I'm starting to stutter. Um, I don't know the dynamics of 
how the baby was conceived. I don't know their relationship. I know that there was a sense of um, him being somewhat absentee physically in her life. I'm not financially, I'm not, I think he was doing something financially, but I think physically. Again, he wound up custody of the baby, and again, I don't know how that came about. Usually if a dad winds up custody, the mom did something crazy. You know, there's usually drugs, alcohol, neglect, I don't know. But my point to the, mm-hmm, my point to all of that is in terms of a metaphysical place, which is where I live, that he owned, he has ownership of being with his daughter and giving her something, putting something in her, you know, his presence, like owning it, having her live with her. You know, I'm your dad. These are my core beliefs. Like, I, I, this is what I want for you in terms of, like, having conversations with her and stuff like that. Like, he did that knowing, consciously knowing, unknowing that he had less than two years with her, knowing, unknowing. But that's from a metaphysical place where you just kind of, you just kind of do something and you don't know why, but it makes sense later on. Okay, but not the death. I apologize. But you know how you do something, you're like, oh, my God, I would have never known. And later on, you kind of go, this makes I'll give you a perfect example. When my son was 16 years old, I gave him the option. I was like, we were living in New York, and I was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay here and be around crazy family, or do you want to go back to California? And my son was like, let's go back to California. Well, and to be honest, I'm sorry, did you phrase it like that? Did you want to stay here and be around crazy family, or do you want to go to California? Because it sounded like you made the choice for him. You're like, <laughs> we could stay here and be around crazy people, or we could leave and go around be around normal people. Which one do you choose? <laughs> did you say it like that? Because I know your son, and he seems to be a sensible young man. So, so if, if you gave me that choice, I'd be like, Crazy, or I could go back and try something that's not going to be so crazy. Yeah, I'm going to go for the not crazy option here. What's behind door number three, though? <laughs> well, door number three would have been go live with his dad. So, that which wasn't it? I didn't even bring up door number three, trust me. <laughs> uh, okay. But in any case, Funny, I, I, you hear things different, but it makes sense now that you put it that way. He did choose, he chose to come back to California. And if he had not come back to California 10 years later, Malcolm, I would not have Ezra. So he knew he had to get to California. Does that make sense now? Well, if we see, talk I, about I, metaphysical and no one dying, let's do it a different way. Let's talk about life. Like 10 oh, years no, ago, but that see, decision. But, but, but here's the thing about decisions, though, Tracy. So let's uh-huh. say he had, he, had, he had chose door number one or door number three, which was stay in New York or to go live with his dad. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, different things would have happened. And so maybe no he has a little girl. Maybe he has a little girl named Monique. Maybe he has five children with some woman that he met and fell in love with. You don't know what your what your the repercussions of your choices will be until down the line like it's going to come. Doesn't mean that and you're right. You wouldn't have Esther. You'd have somebody else, or maybe several somebody else's. 
But, just but <laughs> no, no, Malcolm. That's where no. you have to identify. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. No. No. That's where. That's the free will aspect of directing your own life. Absolutely wrong in saying any other choice would have led to Monique having a baby, you know, and he might have had a little girl in New York. I have to say no well, to that because his. But, um, but, but you're saying that that could not have happened because things were already predestined. It was going to be this way. There's no yeah. other way it could ever be. Oh, okay. No, okay. No, okay. okay. Let's see. Uh, well, I said okay. I'm saying ordering up your own steps in a healthy kind of way leads to decisions that led to Ezra. So the bottom line is Brian had to get to California to create Ezra, period. Period. Well, I mean, clearly, the way things worked out, you know, in this, you know, because there's a theory, there's a theory out there of alternate universes, alternate dimensions. That's right. right. That's right. So, in, in this dimension, this is where your son is at. In an alternate alternate dimension, maybe something he stayed in the air. Maybe a lot of different things. Hell, maybe he got he got in a drive-by. So. A lot of things, different things happen in alternate dimensions. Wait, wait, don't say that. Don't say that, Malcolm. In an alternate dimension, I'm the king of the world. Malcolm. I'm I'm the devil. So, I mean, it it depends on the dimension that you're in. See, here's the thing, Tracy. I only live in this dimension that we're in right here, this this 3D space that we're in. That's the funny part. No, 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 no. So do I. I say here. We can always assume what could have happened in an alternate alternate dimension? Uh, but I'm not assuming. But, that's that's the difference. I'm truly not assuming. I'm grounded. I'm here. I'm metaphysical. But I also know that his decision to come to California led him to his baby. I that's got a you. grounded decision. But but then but then we can't talk about a the ground, what if. The what if is a, the dream. What if he just stayed in New York? What if it? But there is well, no that, what that, if. He, that, that's that's the alternate alternate dimension theory kind of thing. Go that goes on. No, so, but that doesn't make sense but, to me. There are you can, you have to take so out the what if that, because so his decisions no led him. I got huh? you. So, no. but you're saying there there are there are no alternate dimensions. We're we're just here. There's nothing else that's going on. So you're not buying the whole alternate dimension theory. Well, because it doesn't make sense the way you're doing it. There was a TV show on years ago that they actually went into that, uh, and you know that they would travel between these different dimensions. So in one dimension, the world would be here. The next dimension, you know, dinosaurs were roaming Earth, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. It was a great show. I loved it, uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. Cause, of course, you loved it. Because <laughs> it was exciting. I mean, every week they would go someplace new, and you know it. You know, in, in one of the one dimensions, minute, the Nazis you are so grounded, and the next minute, I've lost you. Like I have literally lost you with this conversation, and you're I, such I, a grounded yeah. person. I really, you know what, Tracy? I read a lot of science fiction too. So I mean, so a lot of this stuff comes up, and you know, 
start thinking of these different things. Um, I'm trying to think. It's the world we live in, right? The world we live in. Uh, anyway. I'm exhausted. Uh, I'm I'm exhausted. I'm spent right now. You're tense? Spent. I'm you said spent. Spent. Oh, ran out of gas. Spent. I'm I'm exhausted. Well don't be exhausted it's still early. Don't you work to I mean are you gonna <laughs> you you have things to do. I don't I still gotta work. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Wait. Guess what happened, Malcolm? Oh, I'm not good at guessing, so why don't you just tell me? Okay. <laughs> I love to do that. You can't guess. guess what I happened? love doing it. <laughs> two plus two is a four. I can guess that. <laughs> the, the Ten what? Commandments? What? The Ten Commandments? Oh, yeah. What about it? It's actually coming on TV tomorrow. They decided to play it. You know what? I have no words for that. Um, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But I have no words. Well, thing, I don't even know what channel AB is playing on tomorrow. And so I guess they didn't want to have the competition with the whole, you know, Movie AD blah blah blah, but I yes. I guess there was some problems with not showing it. So ABC is showing the Ten Commandments and they put it on at the last minute. Oh, okay. Well, then you know it is what it is. Good for them. Uh, I was actually looking this up as we speak. Ten Commandments. I have my searching. The one thing I I hate about Dish Network, I don't know if you care about this, but you know when when you want to search things out on Directv, the 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 search algorithm that's written into the into their their boxes is a lot cleaner, right? So it's a lot faster. It works better, right? So Dish uh-huh. Network, when you when you try to search things, it is kind of a pain. But you know you deal with what you got, right? Which is yeah. My beliefs and everything. So I'm dealing with, with this product that I, you know, and the only reason I'm dealing with this product is because I have this, this core belief that I'm wrong. Then I'm, I'm, I'm not wrong. Here's the thing. Whatever service you have, whether it be your television, TV, whatever, your cell phone, it pays to be a new customer regardless of what you have. Yeah. If you're an old customer, they screw you. I mean, it's like, it's like the whole the whole uh, Joe Pesci did when he did in the uh, Lethal Weapon thing. You know, they, they they screw you in the drive-through, right? Th- that's kind of mm-hmm. the idea behind old customers. They screw you in the drive-through because you know you you just get what you get. Whereas if you're a new customer, mm-hmm. new customers on the other hand. Um, the the companies are going to treat you better and they're going to give you better deals. So mm-hmm. I I at this moment have Dish Network because you know when I was an old customer with Directv I was mm-hmm. paying through the nose and you know and when I when I changed up you know of course whenever you change up a service the company that you're mm-hmm. with is going to want to know why you're leaving. Please tell us why right. you're leaving. And so 
I told the person, I said, well, you know, I'm getting a better deal with the other guy. And he's like, well, we could beat it. And when I told him what the deal was, he's like, well, no, we can't beat that. And I'm like, of course you can. I already knew you couldn't beat it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's all good. We we live and we learn. This is the world we live in. So be a new customer with right. whatever you have. And, and don't be afraid to change. Change yeah. is good. Oh my God. But, change is good. I'm a so, little surprised to have you be present with that. Well, it's not in all cases, but I mean don't go backwards. Say, say here. No, don't go backwards. Change is good. Well, I've I've been a party to some change that's been really bad. So Tracy, I'm gonna just tell you, it ain't always good, but you know. Oh it's my always God, Malcolm! Stay with the positive part of change. Change is good. Stay positive. We've already oh, talked I about am. so much death and dying. Oh, I, I, I am positive. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. See, I work mm-hmm. for an organization that we're going through change as we speak, and change has not been good. I'm going to just tell you change has been kind of bad, but, mm-hmm. you know, but it's going to happen regardless. You can't get upset with the change. You have to live with the change, right? Yeah, but so. here's the thing. What if the change is so good that you guys participate in a different union? That would be good. That's, see, that's possible. So, Sometimes you have to. It's it's actually not possible at this point. But thank you for 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 that kind thought. Uh, It made you happy for a minute. See. Oh, I'm I'm gonna be happy regardless. But see, things are just. You know, it's funny because you know you live in Los Angeles, and you know my organization Mm -hmm. there actually has been on the news as of late. And I didn't notice that. Why were they in the news? Well, because, um, well, you take the, you, know, you you ride public transportation, and as, as you see, you know, you have a lot of problems with the sidewalks, right? Yes. Oh, is that your department? That would be our department. Yes, it would. Wait, that would be your department? Let me tell you something. I had no idea that it was your department. Are you going to complain? Malcolm, I'm tripping. <laughs> yes, I, I tripped. Yes. Okay, give me the number. I trip all the time. I'll give you the number. You can complain to them. <laughs> Not to complain. And they've got some, what is it, $100 million that they're going to fix it over 10 years? Are you serious? It's going to take that right. long? Okay, keep this in mind, Tracy, because what, what my problem with them saying that they're going to fix it that fast, I don't even think that's fast, that that's, that's even going to work because over the, the years that we were in, the, the recession that we were in, we don't have mm-hmm. the staff to do the work that they're asking. So right. now you're going you're to throw all this money at a problem. We don't have the manpower to do that work. We don't. Now, of course, Wait we can hire people and, and ramp up and do it. But we don't have but, the manpower mm, to do the work. Isn't and, that the and, purpose here, here, of getting the money? Isn't that the purpose well, of getting the money so that you can get the manpower, okay, here, hire people, here, and fix the damn streets? That's a good point. Now, I agree with you, but here's the problem. Mm-hmm. They're not hiring those people. They're hiring other people that aren't going to fix the street. So, so far, I'm not seeing how that's going to work out. But I'm just I'm a low level low level clog in this in this this big old wheel. So, um, mm-hmm. um, well, I don't. Can I tell I don't you? See it. Can I tell you? Can I tell you what New York did? 
New York City. (laughs) Yes, because New York City said if property changes hands, and that's residential or business, if property Uh changes hands, they have to include in the changing of the hands fixing the sidewalk. So the city doesn't care how you all work it out in the mortgage between the owner that's selling. Here's the problem with that, though. You know, as a property What's owner, you don't technically as a property owner, you don't technically own the sidewalk. You can't do nothing to it. You know why? Because that's technically city. I mean, it's a it's an easement. So the 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 city's you know the city's responsible, but they're not responsible because like if you look on like okay, where you live at, there's you have the street, then you have a little patch of what should be grass, but in a lot of cases isn't where there might be trees growing there, right? Yes, I know and the then, city is responsible have, for that piece of the tree, then, that part of the tree. And then you have sidewalk, yeah. and then you have the property line for the for, for the person's property, whether it be a business or or a residential. Yes. Yes. Well, the city technically, like if, if if you went out there and wanted to, to destroy that tree, you're technically not within your rights to do that. Yes, I understand that. Yes. So, so, that I understand, so city, yeah. But, you, but see, and here's the problem in L.A., because the, the, the trees are the number one cause of the sidewalks being messed up. They planted trees that have, you know, crazy root systems that have, you know, that will buck. Because that's the only thing that's going to buckle a sidewalk like that. It, it's, it's usually a tree problem, root problem, right? Yeah. That's what happens. But you as the homeowner don't have to, you don't even have the ability to cut down that tree to get rid of that problem. So fixing the sidewalk is mm-hmm. a band aid. Mm, okay. Mm. You know, you're not actually well, addressing the problem at hand. Cut the tree down mm. back or plant a tree whose root systems aren't going to do that to the sidewalk, and then you won't have that problem. But Yeah, but are, that goes back to the type are. of trees that California is famous for, for. Those tall trees have long roots. Whatever the tree, those palm trees, they have amazing oh. roots. Yeah, okay, but you can't plant them right next to the curb, though. That's the problem. And not have well, the sidewalk some, get disrupted. Like, but who does this in terms of, you know, planning? Like, who decides to buy trees and not understand who, the root work, you know, 20 years later? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So, so you're questioning who's thinking that far ahead, right? Somebody has to. What is the purpose no. of having... All these engineers, if people aren't going to think that far ahead. Because what you is the think purpose? The what, is California, you, what is California you think thinking? Engin- you're thinking that engineers actually know what the hell they're doing, right? <laughs> you're thinking that. I, I can see that you're, you're thinking that. And, and I'm going to tell you that in a lot of cases, they have no clue. They They don't know any more than you do. You know, so... They saw something. They thought it was going to be a good fit. They put it in. They they didn't they didn't think ten years down the line, twenty years down the line, what would be the outcome of this. It's unfortunate. So we are where we are, and you know the other problem with the organization I work for besides the sidewalk. If you you're not driving right now, but the streets are equally as bad, right? Lots of potholes. Lots of problems in the street. Well, okay, so listen, listen. I don't, I can't take LA, 
Like I want to live in LA. It's so. But you want, but you want to move too, don't you? <laughs> you want to live there, but you want to move. It's horrible, Malcolm. Like even the alleys. Like if you look at the way Pasadena has set up their um, their streets and their alignment, including the alleys. Like Pasadena has named their alleys. Do you understand? Like if if they tell you go to you know. Alley Lane, you know, three, you know where Alley Lane three is located. Pasadena is beautiful. And by saying that, like, their alleys look like streets. Our alleys are horrible. And then there was this truck. Wait, hold on. I I don't know if it was, you know, what department it was. Then there's this truck coming through my alley fixing all the little crevices. But then they would miss a big crevice to the left, and they would fill in a hole here, and then they would go and they would, like, how, who designs this? Why, ha, why even have the truck? Why even waste the money to send two guys out with that black stuff that, you know, smells, and they're doing, like, let's do a little bit here, let's do it, and there's no supervisor coming back and checking this. Like, it's so annoying. Let, let me go I'm back. I'm going I'm to be a little quick and try to explain this problem to you, and this probably is boring to anybody who would <laughs> but, <laughs> but it bothers me. The, 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 the problem is when we went through this little recession, because prior to the recession that we had, prior to 2008, that actually that stuff was actually handled in a very decent way. We had enough staff, we had enough, we had enough trucks, we had enough crews to do this stuff. We have a group that their only job is to drive around the city in this 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 it's almost like a, a Google van because it has all this electronic equipment on it, and it, it goes around and it rakes the streets, right? So they drive around mm-hmm. they take, and, and they take that's all they do, all day long. They, you know, So they're responsible for driving around and they figure out what is the most damage. And so based on that information, they'll send out crew that you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. But keep this in mind. They have a set number of things that they're told they have to do. You have to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C kind of stuff, right? And so you're saying mm-hmm. that there was probably something on the list that they did that wasn't on their list, so they didn't do it because, of course, they, they they're under strict rules. Because if they don't do what they're told to do, they'll get in trouble. But they don't do the right job, and I'm telling you, I, I was shocked. They're, they're doing what I, they're told to do. They're doing what they're told. I don't told get it. So I swear to God, there's no way being... that they can come up an alley and pick little crevices and then keep it moving. The whole because, alley is a mess. Because that's, because that's what they were told to do. You're not getting that one. They're told to do that. So they, didn't, they weren't told to do the other things. So, of course, not wanting to get in trouble, they're not going to do the thing. And it could be a glaring, like a somebody that came along and a, a big old pothole emerged in one area. Until they're told to do that, they can't do that. They can't fix that problem until they're told to fix it because they'll get in trouble. They can lose their job. It's a bad system. Believe me, it's a completely bad system, but it is what it is. Like, I literally wanted to say to the guys, hey, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? But, you know, I don't want to disrupt them from their job. Like, I, I know I, that they're, I, they're doing I, their I, job. I, like, I got it. But, you know, <laughs> the city works. The city works as the the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? So mm-hmm. you as a citizen of the city, I'm going to text you a number that you can call, and you Please. can squeak all day long, and, and you will <laughs> you might get a whole lot of oil. Telling your 
your calls into this system. And, and it also helps us if you take a cell phone picture and send that along with it, or you know, or if you write okay. it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I will absolutely. Because I'm down again, for that. The, squeaky, the squeaky wheel gets the oil in the city of Los Angeles, and you know the problem with it's, and it's a big city. You know, you got to understand the city of Los Angeles compared to other cities in this country. We're bigger than some states, almost, as far as the number of uh, citizens that live here and the square miles well, I of, think, of property. But I think I'm coming from a place of a city that was corrupt, Malcolm, you know, had a corrupt system, had corrupt unions. Like, there was this thing called the West Side Highway that the city was building for 20 years. Workers got paid every single day to never build the West Side Highway. Trust me. And then Trump came along, and Trump, Donald Trump, you know, but he came along and he told the city. I I was, I didn't know how to say it. That told the city what? (laughs) Well, you had to be there at the time. He was a heroine to us at the time. He came along and he told the the city, the mayor. He, he was like heroin, or he's. I'm just kidding. I was messing with you. <laughs> you have to understand, he was well liked at one point. And he came along and he told the city, This is bullshit. Give me the West Side Highway. Watch me build it in X amount of months. Blah, 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 blah. And the city kind of had to concede because we didn't understand at the time how bullshit. Donald Trump was, so he was using the media, and he was fighting, you know, the unions, and he was all in public, right, which is a great tactic. We realize now that's how he gets away with a lot of his stuff. But in any case, the city conceded, gave him the West Side Highway. He built the West Side Highway, and it was from that point the city was like, okay, our unions are corrupt. Let's start re Let's do this better. And so I'm coming from a city that was corrupt, that had streets like, like it's like I, I'm, I'm appalled at the way L.A. is set up. And yet you can go to Beverly Hills, and Beverly Hills has a totally different beautification system. You can go to Pasadena, and Pasadena has a totally different layout. So, Malcolm, it can be done. Those, those are smaller it, areas. It can with, be. With, oh, my God, and take sections. With, with, no, with, but, well, but literally it can be done. The, the, the hmm? city is in sections. The city is in sections. It, it, it's, it's separated. So they don't look at it as one entity. They're looking at, into this district, this district, this district. And the unfortunate thing it was during this, you know, and this is what I was trying to get to you, is that during the, the economic downturn, we were actually a very, very decent organization prior. Uh, after the economic downturn, our, our organization was so gutted, you know, to make sure that they kept a whole bunch of police officers. Because, mind you, LAPDs, their their roster went up during the economic downturn. Our roster, we were cut. We got less than half the people that we had before. And so um, getting back into where we're, we are now, we're trying to, you know, so now the city has decided, oh, my God, the streets are jacked up. The streets are jacked up. The sidewalks are jacked up. And we need to fix this. But it, it's it's going to take some time and, the way they're throwing the money at our organization now, I personally don't see how it's being used in a proper manner, but 
again, I'm a I'm a small cog and a big machine, and um, maybe they have some better ideas down the road. It's just not manifesting the stuff at this point. Right. So, Malcolm. Yes. I got a question for you. Okay. Doc, uh, Spock or Doctor McCoy? Who? What? Spock. <laughs> the question. Spock. Who do you like better? You mean on Star Trek? Yeah. Bones and Spock. Okay. Um. Well, <laughs> I, I'm more of a Spock guy, I have to say. Okay. Bones is way too emotional, and for a doctor, he, he panicked a lot. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Whereas Pop would be like, well, let's think about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what, what made you ask that question? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could have went through the whole whole cast. I'm still going to pick Spock because, you know, although I, there is a part of me that likes Scotty, too, because Scotty was the engineer. So I have an affinity with the engineer. I feel him. Okay. Because he's down there. They're asking him to do something. He's like, look, the place is falling apart. <laughs> so he was on the edge of panic but for a different reason. The doctor was on the edge of panic because he just was his nature. Whereas Spock was a calm one, of course, you had Captain Kirk, and we are talking about that version of Star Trek. Captain Kirk was out there trying to have sex with all the aliens, so whatever alien woman showed up, it was all about what blue woman he was going to have sex with. (laughs) Although there was an episode where he had sex with Lieutenant, or or not had sex. They didn't have sex back in the day, they just kissed, but he he got with Lieutenant Aurora, too, so... Whereas the new version of Star Trek, Lieutenant Uhura and Spock are getting together, are together. So that's a whole different dynamic because, of course, Spock has no emotion. So imagine a black woman with a guy with no emotion. How does that going to work out? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. They <laughs> like, got, and they got together at some point? I didn't really watch Star Trek. <laughs> you didn't watch the new? Oh, yeah, no, they were together. It's, it's funny because in the last, the last, the last movie they made, uh, they were having a fight because he wasn't he wasn't opening himself up and you know he was doing things and she's like you can't do that and they were having these big fights and it's funny to watch this because the the, the woman is played by Zoe uh, Saldana right uh-huh. and and she's you know she plays a black woman very well <laughs> she reminds me of a couple of people I dated so they they were having this huge fight, and he was like, look, you obviously didn't see that movie. No, it's the last Star Trek movie. It's the last Star Trek. If you want to go back to the old show, that's one thing. But the last Star Trek movie. Oh, in the um, movie, they dated. I didn't see the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's the last one, you know, because it's the new version, you know, and like I said, Zoe Saldana plays Lieutenant O'Hara. And she, they were having this, you know, they're having a fight. And Spock was like, I don't know what she's talking about. Why is she mad? I'm, I'm not, she's mad, and I can see she's mad, but I'm not really quite sure why, you know. That is hilarious. 
Oh, I, I identify with Spock on that one. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm surprised you didn't see that. I have to, I have to watch it. I didn't watch this movie. Wow, that's the last one. I'm, I'm looking. Oh, it was good though too. I mean, I, but then I, you know, I like I said, I like science fiction, so. Right, I know, know you do. Zachary plays uh, plays Spock, right? Mm-hmm. Guy from Heroes. And the funny uh-huh. thing about him is he's actually gay, so I mean that, that's a whole different dynamic in, in real life, right? But it didn't have an impact on the movie, Malcolm. Oh no, it has no impact on the movie. I was just, right. just not trying to say that it did. No, I would never. <laughs> but you do brought that. it up. Well, because he's having this. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, so Star Trek Two. That was our Star Trek Two. Like into dark, into darkness. Two thousand thirteen. You didn't see that, huh? Wow. Well, see, I don't see movies like that. So I'm thinking everybody went and saw it. It was a good movie. It was. It was their better movie. Because mm-hmm. the first one. You know, when they, when they re-energized the, this whole thing and, and they started with the new Star Trek, the first one was just okay, you know, but the second one actually was good, you know, but mm-hmm. it also referenced, you know, you had, it, 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 not to get too deep into Star Trek, you know, if you remember mm-hmm. uh, uh, back in the day, uh, Khan, mm-hmm. back in old Star Trek, um, you did you watch any of those? Well, I may have watched them on TV, but what I at some point I used to watch Star Trek like after hours, and so it, I get very frustrated with the whole Star Trek series because you'd watch it one o'clock in the morning and you follow the series, and then at, you know, and then they would just change it up on you, and then there'd be a whole like it got frustrating to me, it, and it. it I didn't know how to keep following it because I would watch the one with Mavar Burton and Whoopi in it, and then they, you know, and I'd watch it for weeks and I'd get that, involved that in next, it. That was the next generation. Next generation was very good, too. Yeah, I'm um, just saying, and then they would switch it back to something, you know, that I'm unfamiliar with, and I was like, oh, my God, now I have to read, and it would be so hard for me. Unfortunately for you, you didn't watch it in real time, so when I watched it, yeah. Next generation was on for several years, so you know if you if you watch it in the first part of the you know when they first came up with Next Generation to its end, yeah, it went through a lot of changes. I mean, you, you still had your your key your core key cast members, but a lot of mm-hmm. things happened in there. Like Whoopi wasn't in there the whole time, right? She she played uh, this character that was a was a really really old person. You know, she had been mm-hmm. her her species was really old, and she she worked in the bar on the, on the ship. And see, if you go back to the original Star Trek with Spock, they didn't have a bar on the ship. They, it was things were different. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, you just have to. Um, but see, I watched all of that in real time. But I brought up Khan, who was in this new movie, because he was he's played by that that, that Benedict Cumberbatch dude that just was up for the Oscar. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. But in the original, he was played by Ricardo Montalban, right? So it was a, oh. a completely different feel. Mm-hmm. But 
the Cumberbatch one, what role did he play? Was he, was he Spock? He played Khan. He played Khan. Spock was played by, by Zachary Quinto. Sure Who plays a he, he was on Heroes. What else was he has he been in? Uh he played Spock really well. I mean I, I give him a lot of uh, uh, you know because that's that's actually the hardest role to play on that show is Spock to me. And he does a hell of a job. Has the look, has the feel. He's doing it he's doing it all. Because anybody can play, anybody can play the Chris Pine role of, of you know, because that's who plays who plays uh, James T. Kirk. That's uh-huh. what you have to do. all you have to do is be a fool, and <laughs> you have to. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. like Spock. I'm a Spock guy. So why don't you ask me? Do I who what I like better? I it just came up, so I just figured I'd ask. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, Spock's the guy. He's the guy. Live long and prosper. That that alone, would, how could you not follow that way? way, way and that's way. where that came from? Yeah. You didn't know? Oh. <laughs> no. Well, that's where it became known to me. I mean, it probably could have came. I mean, but you got the Vulcan thing where you, you split your fingers. With the fingers, the, Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you know when they were having that trial, when they were having that trial for uh, the uh, Robin Thicke and Pharrell, mm-hmm. one of the, the news items I saw Pharrell was walking out of the courthouse because you you can't be a celebrity and walk out of the courthouse without the a paparazzi being all over you. So he walked That's out right. and he gave him a Spock sign. He gave him a Spock sign. You know, he put it up there, and, and of course, people like me were like, "Oh yeah, live long and prosper." So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I could did, do that. I could do that sign very easily, by the way. Well, yeah, most people can. I think you know. You, okay. It's your hand. You can split your fingers. I mean, hopefully, if your hand works. <laughs> <laughs> your hand might not work. See, see, you always so. go sarcastic with me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. Good for you, Tracy. That's 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 a good trick. That's what he could have said. Exactly. That's it. Maybe I'll learn it one day too. That's what I okay, Malcolm. Listen, I need to get the tablet to you. So. Okay. Are you okay? Are you okay with me well, giving it to you? In the words of Public Enemy. Brother's gonna work it out, so we we're gonna work it out. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. But I, w- I want to get it to you so that you could play with it, and so that you could set up guys. Like I don't want you to procrastinate. I want you prepared next time. Procrastinate. Which you're not a procrastinator, okay. but I I just. All some things I am. I, you know, I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm actually planning for retirement, so I'm not procrastinating on a whole lot of things at this point. I've got plans. Plans are in the works. I'm so, proud of you. Hey, why not? Who, who else is going to take care of me? I agree. Life is good. Life is good, Tracy. We can all live good. See, I want to live a very comfortable existence, and I have for the most part, but I want to continue that yeah. on a higher level. Because I know some people who live really good in retirement. And I know some people who are living hand to mouth. That's what I don't want. Well, but here's the thing, Malcolm. You are 
organizing your thought, you're speaking the thoughts out loud, which is part of manifesting. Again, it's going back to my world. You're not leaving That is your world. (laughs) (laughs) My world is not to take care of your business, so... I live in a completely different world, but if speaking it works for you, go ahead and speak it. Mine actually takes a little more substance. You got to actually put in some work and make it work. But so I can speak it all day finish. long and not put in the work. So Listen that's to all me. I'm you didn't let me finish. I was going to say speaking it is half, half the problem, half the issue. And uh-huh. then you are also documenting, you're organizing, you're figuring things out. That's the other half, so. Yeah. You know, my dad said something to me uh, earlier this week. We were having Mm -hmm. a conversation, and, you know, I was telling him some of the stuff I'm doing, and he said, uh, he said, well, you know, you were born in the desert, so I guess it makes sense that you live in the desert. And I'm like, I never thought of it that way because it's oh my god! But that doesn't make sense. What? What does your dad so mean? Going, so basically, I'm going back to where I came from. That's what it means. You're going to Texas? Hell no! <laughs> what does the desert mean? Texas. The desert. I, I'm actually planning on buying a house in the desert. So. In a desert. In a desert. All right, fine. The Nevada desert. I thought you had changed your mind from Nevada. No. I don't know why I thought you changed your mind from Nevada. No, property. If you ever get bored, go online and look up property in in the Las Vegas area, and you'll understand why. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. I have for almost half of what I spend in California, I could have much nicer in Nevada. I mean, I mean, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about almost mansion like in its its size, swimming pool, jacuzzi, you know, you name it. It's all there for you. So yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's just that you seem to always move further and further from family. So I'm just surprised. And they, and and they have no state tax. That's the other part. Oh, that makes sense. Oh. All right. No, I get yeah. That's that's huge. Yeah, because uh, you know in California we pay state tax and it's a big chunk. That's right. That's huge. It's a big chunk. Yeah, it is huge. Uh, you should see what my tax bill was. It's huge. Mm. <laughs> and I could cut a lot of that out. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, Malcolm, have a good weekend. I will. You too. And in in the words of my man Spock, live long and prosper. Okay. And wait, one more thing before you go, because I kept wanting to say to you, and I kept forgetting. I was coming to work today, and you know how you have those preachers in the street, and they're like, um, somehow another he this guy brought up uh, Mother Mary, and he goes, Mary was, he goes, Mother Mary was just, I don't know what he said, I can't even, like, he was, he was, he was downgrading her position in Christ's life, right? Well, because,
because it's part of the Christian church that doesn't believe, you know, because you know, because the Catholics they they put Mary on a pedestal, right? I hear you. Yes, I come. So, I'm coming from Catholic. I, I, I get know it. You are. So, so Mary. However, you, right? I'm also Baptist. I'm also Baptist, and they negate Mary's presence. Yeah. And I find that very, very uncomfortable because. When you, I don't know about other churches, but at least in the East Coast, when you go to a Baptist church, there's a, a motherboard, a mother section, where the elders of the church sit near special, the women sit near special sections. So okay. I don't, at least in, that's the way it was in my church. So I don't understand how we could have, you, you're going to negate the mother of Christ and yet honor and give a special section to these human mothers in church. So there's a, there's, craziness that seems to be going on in terms of who Mother Mary is, but I went, and I said to the guy, I, I just couldn't let it go, and so I, I went up to him, and I was like, there would be no Jesus without Mary, and then he goes, well, my mother, my mother could have been Mary, you know, you could have been Mary, and I said, but we weren't, we weren't, Mary was specifically chosen for a specific reason, so let's give her some credit. This woman had a major role in the development of this man, who we call Christ. Uh-huh. I just so wanted to point out? that out. Uh, it didn't work out, well. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. That's a No, that wouldn't work out because... It didn't work out well because people don't want to hear that. The element of the church that just says that they're not going to buy your argument on that one. I know, but that's not the point, Malcolm. Let's be realistic. Giving birth and my identity in coming, like, bringing a child into this world is huge. Don't neglect my motherhood. Don't neglect Mother Mary. I'm sorry. I just wanted to point that out publicly. I love Mother Mary. I don't love her more than Christ, but I appreciate her role in bringing Christ to us. You love your mother, love Mother Mary. Not you. I'm just saying if you have a mother. I'm, I'm not taking this personally. <laughs> like I said, I don't dump it on anybody's religion, you know, so I understand why the Catholics do what they do and, and why Mary is what they are in the church. If you look, if you go back into, uh, you know, different different eras in, our, in the art world where mm-hmm. you had a lot of artists focusing on paintings involving Mary and Jesus yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's huge in the art world, right? Yeah, but it is. There, there's a whole yeah. section of the church that that doesn't believe that Mary's place was a valid one because she was a nobody. She just she was a vessel, and and because Jesus was God, he's literally God to them. Then um, everybody else Mary, plays a part. This this really doesn't really matter. So Mary doesn't Mary's matter. Joseph doesn't matter. I understand. I'm just saying. It's just, and here's they don't the matter. thing. Joseph is so valuable, so valuable. Joseph, Joseph is valuable. How does anybody forget the father and the mother that raised this man, Christ, to represent us in the long haul? Like, what? I have a statue about... of Joseph in my house. I have a statue of Mother Mary holding Jesus in my house. It's very valuable, by okay. what I have. It's very nice. And, and, and <laughs> if you Point think, is. If you think, if you think about it, Tracy, um, if you think about Jesus, Jesus played, you know, the role Jesus played, you know, that you read about in the Bible, 
years of his life. So what happened the other 30 years? He was being raised by his mother and father. He was. He was. Period. He was. Yes. And that's all I'm asking. That's all I'm trying to say is that today no longer should we neglect the role of the mother and father. They were so valuable. And remember, Joseph was an adopted father. Like, he took on a child that he knew wasn't his. And, and he and so earned what, it. He he missed it. Like I just want to. You know I just Tracy, think they should gonna, be loved. I'm gonna bring you a book to read. And, okay. Uh, it, it it speaks to a lot of this stuff, but you know. But Thank so you. I'll re- bring it up. But I was actually gonna bring up what about the role Mary Magdalene played? You know, because there's speculation. Oh. I just thought of the thing they were talking about. She was Jesus' oh. wife. Wife. No. She was. She was Jesus' wife. Period. Well. Period. Okay. So a lot. A lot of Christians would want to stone you for that one. You understand that, right? I don't care. I haven't stoned me. I know. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but it's one of my favorite stories to tell. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to take on a reading right now. But it's one of my favorite stories to tell. I was getting married. I was young. I was 21. Who gets married at 21? I did. But they couldn't find my baptism record. And so they made me go through an adult baptism class to be converted to Catholicism, even though I had already been Catholic, right? And so I'm going through the class. At the end of the class, you have to pick a Christian name. So they gave us books of all the saints. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm looking- you had to pick a Christian name? You had to. Only yes. the Catholics would do that. Okay, so let's go ahead. I know. It's a Catholic thing. Yes. Yes. So I have an alternate name, right? And so I'm looking through the books, and, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this person. Like, can you read the you know, what their history is about, what they lived for. And I'm like, okay, I, I get this. And, you know, Mother Mary was in there too. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, ah, I'm not really feeling this person. But in any case, I made a choice, right? And so the day of the celebration, this Baptist adult baptism, like it is with little kids with their real white, it's kind of very similar with, because then you invite your family. So, you know, my ex husband. I, I know where this is going, Tristan. I know where this is going. <laughs> I, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> so go ahead. But I know where this is going. I read between the lines. <laughs> Listen to this story. Okay, his parents were there. My parents were there. My sister, my family, and you know, you have to stand up and you have to say, "And who did you choose?" to be your saint. You know, somebody says Saint Martha and somebody else goes, Who did you choose? And he's like Saint, you know, right. Peter and then it got to me and they said, Who do you and choose? Picked, and, and I let, said And let me tell let me tell you who you chose, Tracy. <laughs> you picked the hooker's name. I already know you picked the hooker's name. So I, I already know where this was going. You picked the hooker's name. And they probably looked at you like she picked the hooker's name. Complete silence. Nobody knew what to say. No, they're like, okay, she's mad. She's mad. Yeah. She could have picked anybody. I could have picked anybody. It was a big book full of things. Here's the thing. Lo and behold, we later discover, it gets revealed outside of the Catholic Church, that Mary Magdalene was Jesus' wife. Well, so, again, there, I, there I are whole picked, sections of the church that don't believe I picked the cream of the, of the, 
Listen, Malcolm, when Jesus died, who was there by his... Okay, hold on a second. Who was there by his side? When Jesus died, who stayed by his his side? Who stayed by the tomb? His mother and Mary Magdalene. Yep, they did stay there together, yeah. His wife Mm -hmm. and his mother. Which makes, I mean, you know, I understand the argument because actually uh, the guy who wrote uh, my brain, like I say, some stuff sticks and some stuff doesn't stick, and I have a theory on that too, but uh, uh, the guy who wrote the uh, Da Vinci Code, Dan Brown, Mm -hmm. Dan Brown, that's the man. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. he actually brought that up in his book Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. ago, you know, that, that, Mm -hmm. because that's actually the the crux of that story, that, that, I know. that, that Mary was his wife and not some hooker. <laughs> that was his wife. That's right. Uh, That's right. And, That's right. And of course, and, the, you know, the, there are staunch Christians that will stone you for that information. So, I, you know, but you, here's you, you the can't thing. say that it mixed up anything. But we also know that to trick the public, we change history. Mary had a prominent role sitting next to Jesus. And who, Malcolm, who but Jesus' wife would have the intimate detail? of anything, right? Which means the other uh, prophets, and other prophets, disciples, could have had some anger towards Mary because she had intimate detail. If there was a word that's going to be had, he could have told his wife first. Do you understand, like, how this might have gotten a little twisted just from a little anger, a little bit of jealousy, lo and behold, what's the easiest way to fix this? The easiest way to fix this is to make her a whore. Okay, but I'm, I'm going to tell you why the, the, the staunch right Christianity is not going, is not buying this whole Mary thing, right? <clears throat> because Jesus to them is God. And you're saying God yes. was a man who had a wife. That doesn't roll well with him. You say God was... And children. And children. And, and children. children. Okay. So when, I got and you. children. And so when people talk about the second coming of Christ, it's not going to come from the side divine. It's going to come from his lineage. It's going to come from the line of David. It's going to come as a human birth, not the way everybody's describing it, the way Jesus was born. It's going to oh, come from his have, lineage. You're going to have a okay, whole I'm lot done. of stuff here behind I'm done. Me. <laughs> I'm, done. <laughs> I'm not a hater, so you say that to me. I'm like, hey, it could happen. <laughs> There's some people that are not going to be happy with you, Tracy. I'm just telling you. Okay? It's okay. You should have told them to me privately. <laughs> You're right. Now. Sure. Now I'm thinking Don't about it. Don't that out loud. <laughs> you get in trouble. Oh, my God. I agree. All right. Get going, Malcolm. All right. Tracy, I, I really should say live long and prosper because, you know, I, now I might be concerned for you. But I'll, I'll Listen, it's all book. predestined. Okay, we'll do an even swap. The book for the tablet. It's all predestined. You did say that. Yeah, that brings that around. Okay, cool. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. I mean, hasta la vista. Hasta la vista. Okay. Hey, Tracy. Tracy. Finally. Finally. My God, Malcolm is like the person you say, "Hey, I gotta go," and then he's still talking an hour later. 
wait, Lavender, Lavender, please let me put you on hold. I'm going to do a quick reading, so don't go, okay? Okay. okay. Stay right there. I just got to figure out how to put you on hold. Damn it. Okay. <clears throat> um, you know, they changed the system up. Oh, stay there. Hi, 347. Hey. Hi, this is you, Tracy. You, Who's this? This is Chad. Who, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Hello? Okay, maybe I did something wrong here. No. Uh, are you there? Damn it. Let's see if I can do this again. Hello? Hi, this is Tracy. Hi, this is Tracy. Hey, how you doing? Not bad. How are you? I'm pretty good. Can I answer a question for you? What's your name? My name is Todd. Todd, T-O-D-D? Chad. Can you hear me? Chad. No, I yeah. hear you. You just sound a little muffled. Okay, don't worry about it. What can I uh, answer for you? Give me a question. Um, I was I was wondering, like, when do you might see me getting a new car? Getting a new car? Yeah, I'm kind of in a struggle right now. I've been getting tickets and stuff, and I really don't like my car, so I'm like, <clears throat> that's what I'm stressing okay. about right now. <laughs> okay. Um, it sounds a little muffled, but I know that the question is when are you going to get a new car. It did sound to me like you already have a car that you're getting tickets on, and so that's going to be a problem in a minute. And you're from New York? No, I'm in Florida. Florida? Oh. Yeah. All right. Hold on a second. When are you going to get a new car? Well, um, actually, money's a problem for you, right? You're having some money issues, it. no? Yeah, because yeah, it seems like now that I got the ticket, the money that I'm about to get is just about to go right into the ticket. So. Yeah, but I feel like you have overall money problems. It's not just the ticket. I feel like overall there are some money issues. Um, right? Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Like right okay. now, I'm working um as a barber and I do nursing part time, and then I'm trying to okay. get into dentist field, making dentures. But okay, the, that's know. actually a really good field, making dentures. I actually know somebody that does that for a living, um, because it's mm. a unique spot, making dentures. Um, but 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 in terms of like. Um, job occupation. So let me tell you that it could take you, all right? Yeah. So do what you have to do. I feel like the next three months you have to save up for it. So I feel like April, May, June, July, three months, save up for it, and then the purchase comes in August. So there's a couple of things that you can do, to be honest with you. If you're getting tickets on this car, you might just want to get rid of it, take local transportation, save up that way. It's only three months. 
it's a big, I know it's, it's going to turn out to be a big sacrifice, think, but it actually will like wind up being better for you. I was thinking about, like, getting a motorcycle or, because I know somebody that wants to buy my car for 2000 and I was okay. thinking about taking that 2000 and putting it into, um, as a down payment on a, another car, but I don't know. Okay. Because um, every I'm, money that I've been getting, I've been putting it in the bank account, so I have, like, a bank statement that I could show them that right. I'm getting the income. But That's um, right. Well, first of all, let me tell you, you are doing the right thing, you know, between having a bank account, putting the money in, showing people, like, this is what I've been doing, you know, showing them your history. I'm not yeah. feeling a motorcycle, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I'm not feeling a motorcycle for you. Uh, it's yeah, not showing up that get that's... One, so. Who doesn't want you to get one? My parents, my mom. Yeah, there's a dad. reason behind it. Like, I can only look at it from a psychic perspective, but I yeah. think if you wind up getting a motorcycle, you're going to wind up in some legal trouble. Uh, okay. All right. Now, legal could mean car accident. I don't know, but I'm just saying if you wind up getting a motorcycle, it will work against you. It's just not a smart move today. What's a smart move today is to get a car, and maybe if you want to get a motorcycle five years from now, you're more than welcome to do it then. But today's not the best day for you to get a motorcycle. I promise you it will work against you. Uh, all right. So I'm getting August. I would say if you can sell your car today, sell it. Spend the next three months sacrificing, taking local transportation. It's only three months. You're going to get your car in August. Uh, all right. Uh, I can't sell my car because then I'm not going to be able to get to work. So I don't know all that but, well, I mean, that was the part of the sacrifice. Like, I think you can still get to work. You just have to take public transportation. I know it will take a bigger toll on you. I, I see that, but it would also give you the opportunity to save. Now, if it prevents you from getting to work, work comes first, then keep your car. Just be mindful yeah. of what the car represents to you. So put in gas, uh, go to work, come home. Try to do, like, try to minimize your activity in this car for right now is what I'm trying to say. All right. I was wondering if I could ask another one or not. Like, do you see any females near me coming my way or any soulmates, anything like that? Well, I mean, there's two different questions. There are females around you. There are. Come on. There are females around you. Now, if you're asking who's your soulmate, I have to say look up because she's already there. Look up. Look up. The girl is there. She's in your presence. I don't know how you could see her when you have too many people around. Look, oh, you're talking about the most high mother. (laughs) Huh? Are you talking about the most high or are you talking about physically or just like look up? No, I'm saying that in your in your 
circumference of feminine friends, your soulmate yeah. is there. Your soulmate is there. You can't see her because you kind of like this circumference of friends. So I would say look up, look up. Start looking at these girls because she's already there. Okay. I don't know. I don't well, know how that's going to help me, but yeah. She, she may have a child already. Whoever this person is, she may come with a child already. She's a good woman. Two child or one? I don't know. She could have ten <laughs> children. <laughs> how how many people in your circle have a child already? Every girl that I'm talking to have a child, so that did not help me at all. What? Yeah. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Do you have Every any children body. then? No, I have no kids. Every girl you know have a child already. It doesn't make sense to me. What age bracket are we talking about? 20? Like, now 27, 20, 24, 26. 20, like, up there, like, in that age bracket, 28, 29, everybody has a child. All right. Let me figure this out for you then. Hold on. Let's see <laughs> if I can figure it out. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Um, That's and I hate. I mean, I'm not even the type of person to be on the player players or like talking to multiple girls, talking to multiple girls. But right now I'm single and it's like it I don't know. It I'm I not feel like saying I'm that you were, by the way. People. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying it. No, no. I promise you. I hope it didn't come across wrong. I never said that you were a player. I never yeah. said that. And you know how I know that you're not a player because you said. Where's my soulmate? And that's a very heartfelt place, especially for a guy to say. So I know that you're not a player just based upon that statement. There's still a circumference of girls around you, the girls that want to be with you. So, you know, I can't take that back because there's just girls that want to be with you. Um, Okay. I'm going to say it this way. There's a girl that is trying to communicate with you. She's trying to talk with you. She's trying to get you to look at her. Why you're not looking at her, I can't understand that. But she is She is the one that, she's a, and by the way, she's a nice girl. Do you understand the difference? She's a nice girl. She's not, the, she's not necessarily sassy. I feel like she can defend herself, don't get me wrong, because she's had to defend herself, but she really, really comes across as a nice girl. Does she live so, in Florida or is she out of state? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, huh. Like, there's this uh, one girl that I'm very intrigued by. Her name is Giovanni, and she's like, she lives in California, but she says she's going to move down here. And she has, like, two kids. So let me check her specifically then. I didn't quite get an answer as to whether or not she was here or not there. So just let me see real quick. Is she in California? I'll ask it that way. Yeah, yeah possible. Five. Six. Possible. Possible that, yes. 
I have to say yes, but I have to be honest with you. I don't think she trusts you 100%. And maybe that's because of the distance. But if there is a relocation, either here or there, her going there or you coming here, it's a strong possibility that that's the girl. But I got to leave it up in the open because it it depends upon who relocates. Mm. Except that it looks very, very promising with her, to be honest with you. But, but I want to uh, just warn you, I don't think that she trusts you 100%. So I feel like she's saying, well, he's over there, so I'm not going to – I don't think she's waiting for you. you no, nah, she. I don't think she would be waiting for me either because I'm not here she, waiting for her because I don't know what her what's on her mind or whether she wants to – well, I know she wants to be with me, but it's like, you know, the distance thing, and I'm not – It's distance, Like, yeah, I, I, try hitting, I try texting her, and she doesn't text me back. I'm not – I'm not a person to run down a girl or, like, spill a whole bunch of games. Well, it's long distance, um, so it's just a little unrealistic right now. And unless you have the money between the two of you to travel back and forth so that you could see each other, it's, she's she's promising, but with the whole long distance thing, she's not waiting for you. And, you know, be really, really careful as to how much emotional spirit you're placing upon her. Be careful of that. That doesn't even, but then that Florida. doesn't even sound like my soulmate then. <laughs> well, that's true. But remember, I, I, I wasn't looking at your soulmate. I was just looking to see yeah. the compatibility. Oh, of her. I was, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't looking necessarily. So I'm just saying, does she have the potential for you guys to make it work? Yes. Doesn't trust you. And because I feel like she, she doesn't trust you, she's She's still looking here is what I'm trying to say. So better to look for someone in Florida. Uh, All right. I better get out of here. I hope I answered yeah. your question. All right? Yeah. Yeah, thank okay. you. You're welcome, honey. Bye. Bye. Lavender, are you still on? Ah. Uh. Lavender. Lavender? Lavender. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. You know, Block Talk Radio changed the system. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, girl, how are you doing? Um, <clears throat> I'm doing good. Uh-huh. That didn't sound so good. Oh, I am. Okay. <laughs> So, give me a question. Uh, I, excuse me, I want to start with old Hollywood. With start with who? Old Hollywood. Oh, okay. What does that mean? Um. Like, you know, 50s, 60s, 40s, whatever. So, okay. do you remember when you did a reading on Woody Allen and what's going to happen yes. to him maybe last year, a couple years ago? So, yes. his son, quote unquote, his son, Ronan Farrell, I think. I love his son. I love I, Ronan. I think he has a, a TV show somewhere, doesn't he? Or, yes, he or, does. He does. Yes. 
Yeah. So I love his mother. Yeah. His mother said uh, she was giving an interview for something, and his mm-hmm. mother said like very flippantly that Frank Sinatra. It's possible that Frank Sinatra could be her son's real father. He looks and like Frank Sinatra. He does. And then earlier this week, Frank Sinatra's daughter was like, no. <laughs> she was like, back up. Um, and she she seemed really, I think she said that she was either really upset or really angry that Mia would suggest something that was basically impossible. That's That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, everybody else thinks that, you know, that's that's Frank's kid. So I just wanted to ask, you know, who's the daddy? Hmm. Well, it's funny because I, I see things on the Internet, and then I I forget to document because I have a place in my phone where I document the readings I'm supposed to do. So mm-hmm. I'll see it, and I'll forget to document. I was supposed to do a video on that oh. because... I looked up Frank Sinatra and his beautiful blue eyes, and then I looked up Ronan Farrell and same beautiful blue eyes, same poetry yeah. look as his as Frank Sinatra. Ew, I and wouldn't call him sultry. Oh, Ronan, he's so cute. Cute is one thing, but I wouldn't say sultry. Not for either of them. Oh no. Oh my God! Wow. No, no. <laughs> Marlon Brando was sultry, you know. Not Frank Sinatra. I don't know. Um, hold on a second. This is really weird. Sometimes on Skype, I get these weird people that want to talk, but it's actually a sex thing. This is oh. This is so weird. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me just answer this. Um, not here for that. Yeah. In any case, oh, I. By the way, people, I only use Skype for readings. Don't don't come to me for any other crap. I don't use it for anything else. It's only for readings. Perverts. All right. I literally had somebody, like, join me on Skype, and when I clicked, he was in a bathtub joking, jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> and so I clicked off right away, and I was like, what are you doing? And he, it's a long story. And then I, I had to delete him, and I couldn't figure out how to delete a contact. I called one of my psychic coworkers over. And we were cracking up trying to figure out how to delete him when he comes back on and he's like, I thought you were going to delete me. And I'm like, yes, I'm trying to get out of my conference move. We're trying to delete you. Oh. In any case, okay, hold on a second. Ronan Farrell, is Frank Sinatra, is Frank Sinatra Ronan's dad? His daddy. question. Dad. Oh, that's a great <laughs> question. Two, three, four, five, <coughs> six, six, seven, 
a line. Okay. Okay. Ronan, are you his? Oh, well, there's some confusion about it. God damn it. Um, there's some confusion. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ah, well, there's, there's definitely a cover-up. There's definitely a cover-up. There's definitely a cover-up. There's a cover-up, and the cover-up was designed. One. The cover-up was done on purpose. One. The second thing that I'm getting is that somebody was well paid for the cover-up. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely romantically linked. That's not really the question. Um, but the confusion, it has something to do with uh, hereditary, trust hereditary. It has something to do with lineage. And uh, that's the reason why the, the daughter is fighting so much. Because he would be entitled to his history, yeah. by the way. That's, right? that's what somebody said when I was reading the comments. Yes. They were like, they were like, she knows that that's his kid. She just doesn't want him to be involved with any of the money. <laughs> yes. Here's the, that's exactly that's exactly it. Um, hold on a second. And and I think a, another thing. So I'm not really familiar with um, mm-hmm. with Frank Sinatra and his life. But uh, mm-hmm. I think if it was uncovered that that is his son, then <clears throat> uh, Mia would have been cheating on her spouse at the time, and he would have been cheating on his spouse at the time, too. And that's the reason for the cover-up. And I'm also getting that he was financially well taken care of. Who was? Who was he? Okay. Frank Sinatra paid Mia very, very well for the cover-up mm-hmm. throughout the years. So what I'm getting here is that there's a documentation of payment that at least can prove um, how... This cover-up began, how the belief of this began. Whether or not it can actually be proven, I don't see that it can be proven DNA-wise. I don't see that happening. There's definitely going to be some negotiations between Ronan and the daughter um, mm-hmm. to, to make this stop, and then, and then there's another cover-up. So I don't see it coming out. You know, that's not the question. I know you're asking, is he? I mm-hmm. have to say yes. The cause on saying yes, yes. The cause on saying it started as a cover-up, it's going to end as a cover-up. Oh. Which means the, the daughter and Ronan are going to have some sort of secret agreement to keep this quiet. Because a yes just crumbles everything. I know. I, I'm not sure if, if, you have to, if you have to pay mm-hmm. somebody off um, uh-huh. for the rest of their life, you might as well just claim them and give them half of of the inheritance. Well, you, you would you would think so, but 
and it's not like Gordon is a bad dude either. He's a great kid. No, she raised a wonderful son. But it does feel like crumbling the empire. I don't know. There must be something bigger. Oh, you know, you know what I. Oh, I hope that's not true. Why? I hope that's not true. Why? You know what I what, what I thought of just now is when you what? said crumbling and there must be something bigger. What if Mia yeah, yeah. was sexually assaulted? What do you? Oh, which one? Mia's the daughter? No, Mia is Ronan's mother. Sexually assaulted by Frank Sinatra. Wait, I'm confused now. Yeah. What? I mean, well, because to me, it doesn't make sense when, you know, Frank Sinatra was known to be a hoe anyway. So why <clears throat> why so much shame about him being oh. a hoe with, uh, with Mia? What's the shame in it unless she was underage? I don't think she was. Hey, are you saying it's the Bill Cosby effect? Is that what you're saying? Shoot, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe. I mean, that, uh-huh. that's, the, that's the only thing I can think of that would be a shame or or something that's crumbling down if people find out that he really was uh, Ronan's father because Frank Sinatra was not known for being faithful. So I don't see the big deal. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. unless it's that's something so personal, unless it's something that's personal to Nancy, um, mm-hmm. to believe that her dad um, was faithful or whatever, and that's why she doesn't. That's why it hurts her so much. I mean, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't I, Let me see how old Mia was when she had friends. <clears throat> um, um, when she. Had thrown it. Hmm. That is such a stretch, Lavender. Um, probably, but I I feel like well, I feel like it. this not claiming him stretch too. What's the point? Hmm. Well, there is a scandal involved. I'm looking at Mia's story on Frank Sinatra right now. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Mia's power, people have to jump up in London with a movie star mother. Huh. Come on, come on, come on. Let's get there. 15-year-old, 7-year-old villain. Oh, yeah, we know about that. Oh, Ronan is a December Sagittarius. Look at that. <laughs> oh, he's so sexy. Now oh. now I like Sagittarians. Now I like it. <laughs> Listen, okay, when when we're not being manic, we're we're great people. Um <laughs> uh, is sixty eight. And for not Frank Sinatra would be what eighty something if he still lives. <laughs> well, Ronan is twenty seven, and Mia is seventy. So she, oh, what did I just do? So she had him when he when she was forty three. 
So it should be any. Wait, I'm confused. So what are you saying that maybe Frank took it? I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out what's the big deal. Nancy, mm. what's going on? What is what is she trying to hold under wraps when to everybody else? All right. You know, he Wait. looks just like Frank. So, you know, what's the big okay. deal, Nancy? All right. Let me let me just check that real quick. Was 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 there a Bill Cosby effect with this Hold on. Hello. What's the name? 